0: The Paul Leslie Hour Helping people tell their stories And now, your host, Paul Leslie Hey, it's me Hello and welcome Thank you very much for tuning in to another episode of the Paul Leslie Hour I'm honored to have you with us And this episode and the next few episodes you're going to be listening to, I hope Are from a radio series that aired ten years ago The name of this series was The Birth of a Parrothead Nation The Magic of the Music A very dear friend of mine, Monty Toler came up with a lot of the concepts in this series The inspiration, you could say, for doing this series was the Atlanta Parrothead Club which was the first Parrothead Club in existence was turning 20 A Parrothead, for those who don't know is a fan of Jimmy Buffett, a fan of Jimmy Buffett and you could say related musicians, but for most people it started with Jimmy Buffett. So this series was produced and broadcast back in 2009. It's hard to believe that was 10 years ago. I know that's something that we say our entire life whenever we look back at something, but it really doesn't feel like 10 years Not long ago, I heard about the Atlanta Parrothead Club celebrating their 30th anniversary. They're calling it Boats, Peaches, Bars, and Ballads. It's going to be at the Margaritaville at Lanier Islands, July 12th through the 14th, 2019. They're celebrating 30 years of their existence. In light of this future event, I thought I would pull this interview out of the archives. It is with the founder of the Atlanta Parrothead Club. Scott Nickerson. He is also the founder of the International Group of Clubs, which is called PHIP, Parrotheads in Paradise. Scott Nickerson is also a drummer, a harmonica player, occasionally a vocalist and lyricist. If you want more information on the Atlanta Parrothead Club, just go to AtlantaParrotheadClub.com. You can also visit ScottNickerson.com. Let me know what you think of the interview. Ladies and gentlemen, it is with great pleasure that we welcome Scott Nickerson, the founder of the first Parrot Head Club, the Atlanta Parrot Head Club, and the resulting international organization of Parrot Head Clubs, Parrot Heads in Paradise. Thank you so much for joining us, Scott. Thank you, Paul. I think most stories are best from the beginning. Where were you born, Scott? In Durham, North Carolina. What brought you to Atlanta, Georgia?
1: Oh, thanks. I was going to college in St. Augustine, Florida, and there there was no job market there at all. So I left and uh, moved in with a friend of mine who I've known since seventh grade in, uh, in Atlanta. And got a job within two weeks and lived there for about 20 years.
0: Have you always been a music fan?
1: Oh, of course. i played music since I was probably five
0: years old. And how did you discover the music of Jimmy Buffett?
1: Uh, I don't know. It's kind of weird. I have a friend in high school who loved him, and I didn't like him because I thought he was all country, and I didn't have a affinity for country music at all. But as time went by and living in St. Augustine, I started to like certain songs, and that was pretty much it. And a friend of mine in Atlanta gave me the... Uh, Grady's head's album was pretty much what
0: hooked me. What do you think it was about Jimmy's music that entranced you?
1: There was one or two songs that grabbed me because I missed living at the beach. Atlanta was a little bit too much for me at at the time.
0: So how did you get the idea from just being a fan of his music to starting a club?
1: Well, back in the... Those days, he had a logo with a parrot with a hat and a, like a vest and a cane that said Jimmy Buffett's Parrot Head Club. But it wasn't anything like that in existence. But I called his people and I asked about it, and they told me. So I got an idea. I was, well, let's form one and I was bored out of my mind living in, in Atlanta as far as my social life was going. And then I just came up with this idea and went forward with it.
0: So when you initially told them about the idea, when you told Margaritaville about the idea, what was their response?
1: Very positive because I knew already that Jimmy was, uh, the president of the, uh, saved the Club Club and, uh, other things that he was involved in as far as charity work. And I thought, well, we can mix that with uh, social, with this organization that I had an idea for. Maybe they will go for it, and it would be more uh, appropriate to present to the public. And they went for that 100%. And it worked, obviously, it's still going strong after uh, almost 20 years. But who knew that was going to happen? I didn't.
0: So taking the initial idea that you wanted to start this club and then receiving the feedback from Margaritaville that this is a good idea, how did you put it into play?
1: I just uh, put a really, really small ad in the creative, locating, uh newspaper in Atlanta. And it was kind of funny because it was so small I got some uh, calls from people around town, and I think it was probably no more than about 25 people when it started out, and uh, but it grew immensely from there. That was a local, of course, in Atlanta, but after that, I'm kind of going ahead of your question, but uh, we got a, a blurb in the Coconut Telegraph, and then I got calls from all over the country, and it grew from
0: there. Can you remember the first few members of the club that you met?
1: Oh, sure. A handful of people, sure, that stuck around. No doubt about it. And some of them are, uh haven't seen or heard from in so many years. Deb Pruitt was the first one who ever got involved and helped me with a lot of things. And, of course, she's married to uh, Greg now, but uh, she was extremely helpful in getting the whole thing together.
0: Was there a time when you realized that this was an idea that was going to pretty much surpass what you initially had thought it was going to be?
1: I think by the time the first convention happened in uh, the French Quarter, that's when I knew it was going to be bigger. I have to get hats off to Jerry Diaz for putting that whole thing together. A lot of people don't realize that the first MOTMs were his ideas, and uh, it was great. I, I miss those days back in the uh, French Quarter, but now it's so huge QS uh, West.
0: What do you think drew the early members of the club? What do you think made them want to join the Atlanta Parrothead Club?
1: It was a new idea, and I think people wanted a new uh, shelter life uh, with other people that loved Jimmy Buffett's music and that type of lifestyle and um, also to do things, good things for the community. We did a lot of volunteer work as opposed to going out and uh, raising money. And back then, we were more an outdoors uh, group that liked to water raft and backyard barbecues, and things like that, as opposed to uh, parting our, uh, you know what, off. (laughs) (laughs) It was was quite different back then, but uh, I still think it's a really viable organization, and they've done so many great things. Again, I just shake my head and go, who knew?
0: Yeah, I imagine that you're, you're quite shocked when you look at how huge it's gotten because you can just go down to Meeting of the Minds in Key West and just, it's amazing.
1: Yeah, it is. And uh, I don't give myself uh, credit for that at all. I, I came up with an idea that a lot of other people took to the uh, Nth degree and made it what it is today, and I applaud them.
0: As the founder of Parrot in Paradise and the founder of the Atlanta Parrot Club, what are you most proud of when you think about this organization?
1: Wow, that's uh, profound. That's hard for me to answer. I would say just all the friendships that have been made uh, for me, for everybody else, and I think that a lot of good things have been done for other people as far as volunteer and fundraising is concerned, and um, I'm just happy that a lot of other people have been have been made uh, happy by being
0: involved. We're talking today with Scott Nickerson, the founder of the very first Parrothead club, the Atlanta Parrothead Club, as well as the national rather international organization, Parrotheads in Paradise. Another question I had for you, Scott. Um, the, a lot of the listeners out there they know that you're also a drummer and harmonica player. What uh, have you been doing lately with your music?
1: I'm doing uh, a lot of studio and just playing with a lot of different people over the last couple of years. And you um, know it's been nice because it's, you know, different uh, uh, challenge with different people without a lot of uh, rehearsal or anything like that. But uh, yeah, it's always great. And uh, I'm just... Thankful that I've been uh, able to play music pretty much my whole life and look forward to uh, getting back into it a little further than I am right now.
0: This is a question that I suppose there's no right or wrong answer to. It's just more or less an opinion since uh, Jimmy Buffett may not tour forever. (laughs) What do you think is going to happen to the Parrothead Clubs when Jimmy retires?
1: It's hard to say. I don't think it's ever going to go away because I don't think people are involved in the PHIP or whatever because of Buffett himself. I think it's more the friendship they've made and what they are doing for their own communities and um, otherwise. I think that's important to them, and I don't think they will still be around long after Buffett has retired. But I don't think Buffett's going to retire until he's got one foot in the ground. It's going to be like uh, Sinatra. I really believe that's going to
0: happen. Yeah, me too. Is there anything in the future with Scott Nickerson?
1: Certainly. I'm just going to keep playing music and uh, enjoy myself and... I'll get out there to see people more than I have over the last couple of years. And uh, I needed to fly below the uh, the radar for a while, and now everything is going well, and I want to get out there more. So um, I'm looking forward to seeing everybody again, and um, I appreciate this uh, interview. I look forward to doing it again.
0: Yes, absolutely. I would like to tell all the listeners out there that I'm going to be exploring the topic of Scott Nickerson in greater detail on an upcoming episode of Time After Island Time. I'd also like to invite everyone to check out www.scottnickerson.com and also... Be sure and say hello. You'll be able to meet Scott Nickerson on April 4th for the 20th celebration of the birth of a Parrothead Nation, the start of the Atlanta Parrothead Club, where it all started in Atlanta, Georgia. I have one final question for you, Scott. Sure. This broadcast is going out all over the world. So my last question, (laughs) what would you like to say to all those people that are listening in?
1: I love you guys. Have a good one and I'll talk to you soon.
0: All right, Scott. We'll see you next time. Thank you very much for this interview.
1: Well thanks, Paul. It's great talking to you.
0: A boo bay, a boo ba shy, a get Come on, diggy, potty, cool, leaky. Ah, yeah. Now can she eat that boy? We got this little funky cheek along. Take on some camp top.
1: to leave a dee up at the cheeky, come on. Goodbye.